Deborah. Thank you so much for being here today. We're super excited to have you. I would love if you could introduce yourself. Yeah, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Uh, my name is Deborah Henney. I'm a wife, I'm an author, I'm a mother, I'm a speaker. Uh, I'm also a speech language pathologist. That's uh, my day job. I work mostly with elders. I work in skilled nursing, or I have worked in skilled nursing facilities. I uh, recently transferred over to outpatient with the same company, and I do uh, weekend rotations at our hospital in the stroke program as well. So um, it's uh, a very fulfilling and interesting career, which uh, has actually helped uh, my writing, uh, interestingly enough, even though I don't write about speech therapy. <laughs> Love that. I would love if you could tell us what your book's about. Sure. It's called Gentleness. It's not what you think. And uh, that was uh, really came out of an experience where I wanted to teach my children different character lessons. And I was going systematically. I am a, a person of faith. So I went through, you know, a particular portion of the Bible where it talks about faithfulness and gentleness and self-control and patience and peace and kindness and all those things. And I was doing them one by one. And when I got to gentleness, I was totally blown away by what it meant because it wasn't at all what I thought it meant. And I realized that when people looked at my life and they told me I was a gentle person, it was really fear rooted in worthlessness rather than truly gentleness, which is rooted in power and strength and leadership. Um, so that took me on a journey of digging into the research. And like I said, my background in speech therapy came into play here because I dug into a lot of the research in psychology and neuroscience into linguistics and really incorporated my professional education into this book. Um, and I learned so many lessons about leadership and principles to help improve myself as a person, myself as a wife, myself as a mother, and to be able to really move forward in my life from strength of character rather than a place of timidity. And I wanted to write a book to help other people be able to do this, to take that same journey and learn from my process. Love that. What inspired you to write your book? Well, really my kids. Um, I, you know, I have three daughters and when they were little, itty bitty, like I had an infant, a toddler and a five-year-old. So it was busy and I was working two, three jobs, Not, none of them full-time, um, but it was a lot to juggle three different working schedules. And, um, and so I was tired. I was overworked. And, you know, going through those swings that you go through as a new mom with emotions and the hormone swings that can go with that. And I found myself behaving in ways that I never thought I would. You know, I was snapping, I was snippy, um, and I didn't like it. I didn't like who I was becoming. And, um, and so I decided to make a change. And like I said, I was going through character lessons to teach my daughters, but I was really teaching myself too. <laughs> and, you know, taking those lessons, I was teaching them and then saying, you know, I can tell them this, but it's so much more effective if I can show them. And if I can show them that, yeah, I'm an imperfect human being. So I make mistakes, but I don't let that define me. And I can pick myself up 
and I can move forward and next time make a different choice. And all those little choices that we make that are different one at a time, they add up to a new lifestyle and new uh, transformation in our lives. So um, I hope I was an inspiration to my daughters through that journey. Um, only my oldest one really remembers it because she was the one who was five, six at the time. And, you know, we actually recently brought that up like, oh, yeah, I remember how mom used to get pretty, you know, snappy. <laughs> and the younger two were like, no, mom's never been like that. And my oldest one was like, oh, wait, I kind of remember a little bit. But I said, you know what? There is a testimony that you can change. You don't have to, you know, be stuck in a rut, stuck in negative thought patterns, negative behavior patterns, you can pick yourself up and one decision at a time, one thought at a time, make real lasting change. Amazing. Love that. When you were writing your book, who are you thinking of when it comes to who your book is for? Um, I would say it's more targeted toward an adult audience. Um, I think that um, with incorporating a lot of the science and the 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 researched studies, it gets a little bit heady. Uh, some of the linguistics can get a little heady. So I would say definitely no younger than 16. Um, but the life application aspect, especially in the second part of the book, the book is divided into two. So the first part, I redefine gentleness. Um, and then the second part, I dig into each attribute and what I've come to call the smoothie of gentleness and pull it apart with the research. I have uh, self-reflection questions in each of those chapters to help people apply to their lives. So especially that second part is really written for anybody who is looking to make positive changes in their life. Amazing. How long have you been writing and what made you really sit down and start? I have always loved to write. My mom said, you know, even as a little girl, she'd always find me writing in notebooks and on scrap paper, you know, poetry and little short stories. I never actually thought about sharing any of my writing. Um, and then as my daughters, you know, as I had kids, I started to write little stories for them, you know, cause I would look for a story that really drove home a particular point that I wanted to make. And I always liked to use stories and picture books to work with my younger children. And, um, and sometimes I just couldn't find one. And I mean, not often, but sometimes. And so I would write a book and I would make crayon, horrible crayon illustrations. I'm not an, a visual artist at all. They're horrible. My kids make fun of my drawings all the time, <laughs> but I would try. <laughs> and, um, and, but some of my friends found my stapled together computer, no, nope, you know, computer paper, crayon art books that I had written for my girls and said, this is really good. Why don't you get published? And I was like, oh no, you're crazy. That'll never happen. I'm not, you know, that's not, I'm not good enough. You know, that's not for me. Um, they're like, no, this is good. Like you should try. And so I got involved in some writing groups, honed the skill, uh, learned more of the craft, studied writing, and then uh, came across, you know, the research, like I said, as I dug into the research and thought, you know, if I didn't know this, I bet there's a lot of other people who don't know this. And I thought, I bet maybe I should write a book. And I sat on it for a while thinking, no, I don't think I'm good enough to do that. <laughs> and, um, but eventually it didn't go away. So I started to 
sit down at the computer after putting the kids to bed and slowly because they were young and I wanted to be there for them. So my writing time started at nine, 10 o'clock at night. Um, but slowly over years, this book started to really take form and take shape. And uh, it was in 2019, I said, 20, early 2020, I was like, I think it's actually time to submit this. And I actually heard back within the first week of querying and the rest is history. Amazing. That's such a great story. I love that. What is your schedule like when you are writing a book? Well, um, as I mentioned in the beginning, you know, I recently transferred out of skilled care into outpatient. So with that, my work schedule changed. So I work very long days on Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays. So it's pretty much just the paid job. I don't, I can't really do anything else other than that. I'm too tired when I am done with that. But um, Wednesdays is a great day that I can get some writing done. Uh, sometimes Friday nights, Saturday, Sunday. Now I have a couple other things. You know, I, I still write, I'm writing books. I also write music and songs. I'm also a speaker. So I write messages or, you know, presentations to share with people, with people. So, and churches and groups uh, at events. So, you know, so there's a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But yeah, typically Wednesday, especially in the evening, Friday evening, Saturday, and then Sunday afternoon and evening is a big one too. Amazing. What do you need in your writing space to help you stay focused? A locked door. (laughs) And sometimes that doesn't quite help because there are two doors and the other door actually is attached to the downstairs bathroom. So, and the lock is on the other side in the bathroom. So um, I might lock the one that goes, the door that goes to the foyer, but then people tend to still come in on the other side. <laughs> Love that. What is your favorite writing snack or drink? Well, in the evening, which is usually when I write, I, I love kombucha. It's a healthy fermented tea um, that I make at home. And so I'll often pour my uh, glass full of kombucha, especially if I put little pineapple tidbits in it or strawberry tidbits in it. That's probably one of my favorites. If I get the luxury of a morning writing session, I love coffee. Amazing. What type of books do you personally enjoy reading? Wow, a lot of different kinds of books. Lately, I've been reading uh interesting that books about music and the way it affects our brains and the fine arts and how they affect our brains so um i i read all kinds of books uh i've read mysteries and uh fiction uh lately i've been doing nonfiction with uh biographies autobiographies some science writing um i've been it's been uh on my heart lately to maybe create a sort of uh, marriage coaching, uh, maybe in consultation with some professionals. Uh, So I've been starting to gather resources and information about that. So I've been reading on relationship dynamics and and long-term committed relationships and how to have healthy, successful ones. Um, So it's eclectic. (laughs) 
Were there any books or authors that inspired you to become a writer? Hmm. Maybe Valerie Burton. She um, came to our church for Mother's Day about, and her whole mission is positive psychology and specifically with empowering women to achieve, you know, their destinies and what is on their heart. And she shared her journey with her life and coming out of brokenness and living in empowerment and, um, and her journey as an author also. And she did a book signing afterwards. And I waited in line for a couple hours <laughs> to get a book signed, two books signed, actually, and was late to my Mother's Day luncheon <laughs> to get my book signed. But, um, but I just devoured her books. And again, it was her books really talked about changing your, your uh, self-talk and changing what comes out of your mouth. You know, what are you speaking into your future? What are you thinking about yourself now? And how is that really impacting you as a person and your ability to achieve? So that was uh, very, very inspirational and very key. And sometimes I kept coming back to that because, you know, I talk about, yeah, I started this book when my kids were little. And then, you know, in 2019, early 2020 was when I was like, okay, it's time to actually submit okay, but I started this writing process probably in like 2011. So I took a couple years break off of writing because I didn't think I would be able to do it. I didn't feel qualified. I didn't feel good enough. And so her message of, well, you got one life to live. Girlfriend, go for it. (laughs) You know, change your self-talks, change what you're speaking over yourself and go for it. And I did. Love that. What type of books did you grow up reading? Did you have an all-time favorite? Oh, can't think of an all-time favorite. You're going all the way back, back, back to when I was little. My all-time favorite as a little kid were the Bernstein Bears. And I had a huge collection of Bernstein Bear books, (laughs) like piles of them. Um, In high school, I really got into mysteries. Uh, and so I kind of just devoured Agatha Christie, um, really enjoyed her. Um, Frank Peretti is another one that I really, really enjoyed his books. Um, he kind of has a niche, which is a little different. Uh, it's like a Christian horror, um, which people don't often think of as going together. <laughs> but, um, but he's a great author. Um, and I really enjoyed his books when I was in high school. Amazing. On the other side of that, now as an adult, what are your favorite series or authors that if something comes out, you're going to automatically grab it? Oh, boy. Um, favorite series or authors. Like I said, I've become very eclectic. Um, I think I've just become a little bit too eclectic <laughs> in my reading. Um, I know right now I'm I'm reading Oliver Sacks, which he's a psychologist and he writes a, a lot of nonfiction. Um, and I'm really, really enjoying his books, but obviously he's not going to be making any more books. <laughs> um, yeah, I know uh, Dr. Goldman, I have really enjoyed his books. He does a lot on emotional intelligence. Uh, he has several out. Um, David Crystal, 
I've really enjoyed his works, his work in linguistics. He writes mostly on English language and the history, and um, I've really enjoyed a lot of his work. Um, very eye-opening with how English came to be the way it is. <laughs> uh, if you're ever curious, David Crystal's the man to go to. <laughs> yeah, but. Amazing. What would you tell someone just starting out with reading again? Reading again? It's just read what you love. I mean, try different things, try different authors, try different genres. There's something for everybody. Um, it's what I, I fully believe there's always something for everybody, whether you like uh, more poetry and lyrical style or whether you like the stuff that makes the hair on your spine you know raise up there's always something for everybody out there just keep trying I mean you can talk to friends or I, I talk to librarians too you know I'm like hey I like this author or this you know I'm looking for something on this and they're a great resource too but um, Amazon too I'll search Amazon for books about whatever or books by so-and-so I know uh, I just did that with John Bevere you've mentioned authors John Bevere is another author that I really enjoyed Lately, I've read a couple of his books. Um, but yeah, so just don't give up just because you didn't like a book or a genre or an author. Just keep trying. Amazing. On the other side of that, what would you tell someone just starting to write their own book? Don't give up. Um, there's a saying that a writer, an author is a writer who just never gave up. So never, ever give up. If you really want to do it, there are resources. There are writing workshops that you can go to. Uh, find a critique group, number one. Get a critique group that you can be committed to one another and grow together as writers because getting that feedback on your writing is crucial. Sometimes it, we put something, you know, we type something out and it makes sense in our heads and then somebody else reads it and they're like, that didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me or you know you're the way I know who you are as a person but you know you're coming off not the way you really want to come off in this sentence or in this paragraph and so you can go back and revise and edit um yeah joining a writing group a critique group going to writing workshops there's books and websites out there um that can and resources out there to help you improve your craft study writing you know really read a lot in the genre you want to write in read a lot, especially the bestsellers, see how they're crafted to, uh, to kind of figure out that formula that people respond to. What do people like? What grabs them? What, what do they respond to? And then just work and work and work at your craft and don't give up. Love that. What's one thing that people are generally surprised to find out about you? Surprised to find out about me. Hmm. I'm a very boring person. That's sad. Um, <laughs> um, I used to love rock climbing. I think that maybe people don't really peg me as a rock climber, but in high school and college, I really loved rock climbing. I always was climbing trees as a kid. And then I took a, uh, a rock climbing course and then my girlfriends and I, we all bought our own gear. And then we would go find rocks to scale out in nature. 
and we belay in and have at it. So that's probably what might surprise people the most. <laughs> Love that. Is there anything you would like to say or add? Hmm. Well, uh, you can always check me out at DebraHenny.com to find out more information about me and find, you know, my book. There's a link to my book on there and see what, uh, get, find links to my social media pages also where I have more information about what's going on on a daily basis. Um, and they can check out my book at Amazon. Uh, it's called Gentleness. It's not what you think. Deborah Henny. Amazing. That goes into our last question. Where's the best place for readers to find your book? Is signed copies an option and the best place to connect with you? Uh, the best place to connect with me is probably on is uh, social media. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Uh, my website is kind of the central hub for all things. There were there are links out to my YouTube channel and to social media to the book. Uh, you can get the book on Amazon. Uh, whether or not a local bookstore carries it is up to them. Uh, they can contact me for a signed copy or if uh, they know of a place looking for a speaker, they can book me as a speaker and I'll do a book signing afterwards. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here today. We're so glad we got to interview you. We'll be sure to drop those links in the show notes so everyone can find them. Thank you. And thank you for having me.